Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Well, you thought I'd be waiting up when you came home last night. You'd been out with all the boys and you ended up half tired. But liquor and love, they just don't mix. Leave the bottle or me behind. And don't come home a drinker. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. Hour number two already. It is 502 here in the Bayou City. On a Sunday morning. All right, let's uh, head down south. Let's go down to Port O'Connor. Let's check in with Captain Lynn Smith. Good morning, yes, Lynn. How we doing, man? Oh, I'm I'm just peachy. <laughs> well, <same here. laughs> yeah, I feel a lot better than I did last weekend. I'll tell you. Well, yeah, I, I do too. That. I'm just I'm not a hundred percent yet. Man, that's some nasty uh, stuff. Oh, I'm not either. I'm not a hundred percent. Gosh. Oh, I got out on the water yesterday, but I didn't stay out there very long. But uh, it sure was good to get out. It was a beautiful day. Sure beautiful was. day for a boat ride and go looking around. And it, uh, yeah. I think a lot of folks thought that there just hadn't been a lot of fishing pressure. And man, I heard there was boats everywhere yesterday. Yeah, yeah, but um, it sure was a pretty day. But drop dead uh, gorgeous. Yeah. There wasn't a whole lot of water for boats to be on. No, we're on some, uh, man, this full moon with this low tide is, uh, well, plus, you know, we had all that wind the other day too, but yeah, goodness. Yeah. One of my, one of my neighbors, he, uh, he ran aground yesterday over in the past and he said, uh, boy, it was skinny and, uh, <laughs> he ran aground, ran aground on that hard sand. Uh -oh. <laughs> he, said, man, he said, man, he had to call tow boat and, uh, he and his wife were sitting there, and he said the towboat guy came up there, and he said he was the fifth person he'd pulled off already. He said, man, he said there was just no water in the bay, and it was it was tough. I said, well, you got to be looking for those guts, you know, to run in because it's not, not like you're used to. I mean, I, that bay looked like it was two feet lower than normal. At right. Least. Polarized and glasses and look for the guts. That's it. You got to be looking for them. That's why you don't go out early. You got to go out after that sun gets up. You yes, sir. For those channels, and uh, that's what I did. I ran back in some areas that uh, I knew the tide was going to be real low, and there was a lot of stuff sticking up that you know you hadn't seen before. So you got to you got to look for it. I mean, you know, this time of the year everything ch changes, you know, and so mm -hmm. 
it's kind of good to go out and look around because things are going to, you're going to see stuff that you haven't seen before. And, um, as a matter of fact, the Tobo guy told him, he said, all right, you, you're going to have to, you're going to have to go through this one little cut right there, but be careful. Idle through it because, uh, he said, a buddy of mine went through there the other day, but he went through on top. And when he did, uh, he hit yeah. something there and knocked the blade off his prop. So you got to be real careful. He said, I don't know what's in there, but it's something. But it knocked the blade off his prop. So, you know, there's stuff out there. You don't know what all is out there. I went back no. in the, one of the lakes one day, and um, I saw something sticking up, and I shut down and idled over to it. And it, there were four eye boats sticking up out of the water. Tide was down pretty low, and it looked like one of those uh, steel baskets, you know, with four eye bolts. And uh, evidently, maybe a helicopter or something may have dropped it, um, a steel basket. Huh. But, uh, yeah, it was weird. And uh, so I took, I had a PVC, piece of PVC in my boat, and I stuck that PVC right in the middle of it so people wouldn't hit it. But um, that was weird. That basket was probably, you know, four feet square. Oh. And... Uh, with those four eye bolts sticking up on each corner. And uh, I don't know. It had to come from a helicopter. That's all I could think of. Coming off the Gulf, you know. Amazing. But, yeah, it was. You never know what you're going to see out there. No. <clears throat> but, boy, uh... i tell you what. that <clears throat> You see all kinds of stuff. But i tell you what, with these low tides, and I do like it in a way because uh, it really concentrates the fish. I mean, uh, you know, these redfish are kind of schooled up. Uh, you know, you see some schools of redfish up on the flats. They're coming up out of the deep water uh, once that sun gets up pretty high. And um, you see some schools of reds up on the flats. Right. So that's, uh, that's a good sign. That looked good yesterday. <laughs> it did. But uh, but anyway, that uh, that cedar pollen's still kicking my tail. I'll tell you that. Cedar that pollen. Wind, yeah. Yeah. That, that that north wind brings that cedar pollen down. I'll never forget. Years ago, I had a deer lease in Hondo, and uh, I had carried a tripod on my back, way back in these big cedar breaks, way back in there, and I'd found a big opening and in game trails in the middle of this opening and uh, i said boy this was a good spot and i set up my tripod and sure enough opening day man i had a big eight pointer walk right by me and uh, i let him walk and and uh, he was a pretty deer and uh i went i knew i had a big norther coming and uh, i'm sitting up in that tripod and i heard this roaring noise and i looked to the north and it was black coming to the north you know and within about 30 minutes that wind picked up, and I looked to the north, and the sky got yellow with that cedar pollen. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, my goodness. Within 30 minutes, I could hardly see. My eyes were watering. My nose was running. I mean, I was, oh, I was hurting. That cedar pollen just, I mean, hammered me. Well, boy, I tell you what, the last few days, that cedar pollen has been super, super high. Yeah, everything. Pollen counts have been way up. I mean, I got a green. I had a green haze all over my truck yesterday. All these oh, trees yeah. budding out now. Here we go. All the oaks yep. are are doing. The live oaks are doing their thing. Yep. 
and they too. I got oak trees in my house, and same thing. They're same all yellow. My, house. my truck is yellow. You know. Oh yeah. But, but my pecan trees, I look at them, and they don't even have them little buds on the limbs yet. They, you know, them pecan trees are late. They're gonna wait and make sure there's never another freeze before they bud out. Yeah. They'll tell you the truth. Oh boy, I tell you. Well, spring is coming, you know. So it's uh, yeah. That time I think of it's year. here. Yep, I think you're right. Spring has sprung, so uh, it'll happen. But you know, March is coming, and we always get a pretty hard freeze in March. So Ooh, hope not. We'll probably, let's I know. Let's hope we don't get a hard one, but uh, we just might. We usually do. You know, so it could not not be over. Might not be over. But anyway, the water looked pretty good yesterday. You know, I tried not to run in too skinny of water yesterday, but um, I mainly just wanted to run some gas through my motor. You know, so I could put some fresh gas in the boat. <laughs> you know, but uh, but the water looked good, and. Uh, there were quite a few boats on the water yesterday, but it wasn't bad. I didn't see too many people. Yeah. I, th- I think a lot of people were really scared to run aground, to be honest with you. Can't blame them. No. Mm-mm. Not at all. But uh, but anyway, the bay looked good. And uh, I, I didn't stop but one time, really, to, uh, to make a couple of casts and uh, caught a trout. But... Uh, small trout but um that, that that was it i just was mainly looking and running and i saw some redfish up on a flat but that was good to see yeah and so anyway, need to say you're probably not in the mood to or feel like getting out of the boat and chasing redfish for a mile down a flat right now <laughs> no but i but i did take some waders i had my waders with me just in case i got it energetic <laughs> but I or ran aground <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> you but, say that but that that was in the back of my mind I said, yeah I take it, it always is <laughs> yeah i better take waders but yeah uh, but uh <laughs> anyway thank goodness i didn't need them yeah but uh i, I tried to stay away from running the ground you know, you, you get a little uh, a little gutsy and want to want to try something, but I know better. I've been around long enough that I know better than to uh, take a chance and run in different areas where I know it gets skinny. That's it. A man's got to know his limitations. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I guarantee you. That's a great line. Uh huh. A man has it's, to know his limitations. And so true. Yeah, when you're buddy. young, you don't you don't have many limitations. The older you get, the smarter and the more limitations you have. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But you know, I I, I really enjoyed the fishing show. I ran into a lot of old friends and, and uh, got to see a lot of old buddies and uh, customers. A lot of my old customers came by, so that was good to see. So I think people are getting fired up. They're ready to start fishing, you know. But uh, but I normally don't start really fishing till till late March. That's usually really when I start hitting it hard. But uh, try to get these fronts slowed down, you know. Yeah. One after another. I hate canceling trips. I really do. And uh, and man, you know how it is. You know, you, you get on the fish one day with a good good southeast wind, and the next day it's out of the north. 
Oh, man, I hate that. And then you're not on fish, and then you got to keep looking for fish and hope you get lucky and get on a school with a north wind. And, it's you know, it's that back-and-forth fishing That's yeah. this time uh-huh. of year. It's been driving right. us crazy, crazy for years. That's right. I mean, it's just normal. I mean, that's the way it is this time of the year. And should tell them, you know, well, you should have been here yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You go out scouting, boy, you just hammer. You know, when you're scouting, you just hammer the fish and go, oh, my goodness. What's the, the old saying, Lynn? If, if you're going to book a guide, book him for three days. And that's that right. way there's no excuses. Should have been here yesterday, or boy, I bet it's really going to be good tomorrow. <laughs> so oh, you got yeah. yesterday, today, and tomorrow, three days. That's, if you don't get them then, it ain't happening. That's right. That's exactly right. Never fails. It never fails. <laughs> I had uh, I had three guys. They were going to fish a little tournament one time, and I, uh, I was out scouting for them the day before. And, I mean, I was sticking them, man. I was throwing a car key and. And uh, I'll hammer the fish. I went three different spots, and I couldn't keep that carkey on my rod. You know, I mean, it just every time you cast it out, I'll catch a trout. Nice ones, you know. Right. And, uh, the next day, we go out, and uh, I went to all three of those spots that I had just been hammering the fish and couldn't buy a bite. Couldn't, couldn't get buy a bite. A... No. And I told him, I said, guys, I said, man, those fish have been here. I mean, you know, that, I was hammering them yesterday. Right. And uh, one of the guys, we got back on the boat, and he pulled out his lunch. He had two bananas. I said, well, there uh, it is. And this guy said, what? I said, man, you don't bring bananas on a fishing boat. That's bad luck. Yep. That's he, a, said, well, he said, oh, I got two of them. Been well, a superstition for years, you know. I've, yeah. uh, I'll tell you a story about a banana when I get back from the break. Hang on, Lynn. I'm going to take this break. I'll be right back. All right. Well, the Belleville Meat Market, what a great place to shop and buy all your grade-A cuts of beef, pork, and chicken. There's no place like it. Their processing facility and meat market are right next door to one another. And uh, check out all their smoked sausage samples. They have them available daily in their store. You can try it before you buy it, see which blend you like the best. And matter of fact, buy all of them. They're all good. And looking at uh, their full menu of pecan smoke barbecue, they serve that all week long, Monday through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And check out their ground beef bulk packs, 10-pound packs for three fifty-nine a pound. And you can gear up for the livestock show and rodeo, USDA choice briskets, pork ribs, and their smoked sausage. Competitive prices on the smoked sausage. You can call and ask for Ben for that. And if you're looking to have a quarter calf or a half calf, process they do that also and their wild game processing that's open year-round making vinny dogs and hog dogs they're celebrating 42 years serving the greater houston community that's the belleville meat market where meat is our middle name pop a top again i've just got time for one more round set them up my friend and I'll be gone, and you can let some other food. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, 520 here in the Bayou City. Okay, Lynn, we're back. We had to, anyway, pop, another, said, had to pop another top. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I, I told these guys, I said, well, there's your problem. You know, you, you brought bananas on the fishing boat. You don't do that, you know. <laughs> and this guy said, well, I've only got two. Well, he ate one of the bananas. And uh, so we go to another spot, and uh, anyway, we, we the fourth spot, and we don't 
have a bite. And uh, he got back on the boat, and he said, watch this. He grabbed that other banana, and he threw it as far into the grass as he could. He said, all right, come on, now let's go catch some fish. So the next spot we went to, we just killed them. <laughs> we just Isn't that them. something? Yeah. Yeah. Call it superstition, but hey. <laughs> it works. I guarantee you. It works. And, uh, yeah, it was funny. I, I pulled up to the dock one day. There are Clarks here in Port O'Connor. And, and uh, this one guy that uh, I used to see at the dock all the time, he had, had his daughter with him. And uh, I said, well, how'd you do? And he, he was grinning, you know, and his, his daughter kind of ducked her head. And, and uh, I said, what's the matter? And he said, well, he said, uh, we got our limit. He said, well, let me just put it this way. He said, I got my, I got our limit. And he said, uh, my daughter didn't catch a fish. I said, really? He said, well, he said, uh, she brought bananas on the boat. Oh, I said, come boy. on, come on. I looked at her and I said, you don't bring bananas on a boat. And uh, she ducked her head even lower, you know. <laughs> he started laughing. He started laughing. He said, that's what I told her. You don't bring bananas on a fishing boat. And boy, she she just ducked her head and she said, "I know, I, hey, that's what my dad told me." And uh, you know, this girl's in her thirties. And uh, so the next day, uh, <laughs> they they were there again. The next day, boy, and I mean, she was all grins, you know, and everything. And they'd caught their limit of fish. I said, "I bet you didn't bring bananas today, did you?" She said, "No, I didn't." And boy, I caught some nice fish. <laughs> it was funny, but she learned her lesson. I guarantee you. Well, I'm usually not too superstitious about things, but uh, this happened oh years ago. I don't know, 15, 18 years ago. We were down at Teakwood. We had one of those uh, Redfish Nations, you know, the in between, you know, the Redfish Cup mm-hmm. tournaments. And uh, I think they'd put up 15 grand for grabs for first place. And Blaine and I didn't have any trips that weekend, so let's let's fish in it. So. We're all sitting there lined up at the dock. Everybody's hatches are open for boat inspection. And they walk down to the dock and check our boats. Well, these two jokers park behind us. And uh, I'm not going to name any names, but uh, good friends, good fishermen. I mean, great guys. Well, uh, one of them just had to slip a banana in that back hatch of that brand-new Triton. <laughs> Blaine, Blaine and I were running the 24 LTS. Had eight hours on it. Well, I think we fished a tournament in Florida and won somewhere else already with it. But <laughs> so we leave out. We go fishing. Well, we get, we get to our spot way up north. We went back to our part of the woods and uh, boom, we're on them. We get, we got a we got a good sack. I mean, we got we got well over seventeen pounds in the live well, two reds, and uh, we're looking real pretty and happy and said, well, let's. Let's go ahead and head on back. Well, we didn't make it. We got about uh, a third of the way, and that motor shut down. It started rattling. Well, it blew up. So we had just enough juice in our batteries to troll motor all the way into Thompson's, the camp we normally run out of up my way. And uh, we had to call the tournament director and tell him, well, we're not going to make way in. Our engine failed. And... uh so then we had to get a ride to go down and get Blaine's truck to bring back so we could pull out of the water. But uh, we uh, we didn't know it at the time, but we got to cleaning the boat up, you know. And uh, I lifted that hatch up, and I said, Blaine, do you see this banana under this hatch back here? He said, no. Well, there was. So take that huh. for what it's worth. <laughs> huh. You got jinxed. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
Well, you know, back in the old days of Poco, Poco Bueno tournament, you know, the boats would all be tied up over here at Alligator Head. And I remember being over there and you'd, you'd watch the bananas flying from boat to boat, you know, <laughs> they'd be right. throwing them over into the boats, you know, trying to jinx the other boats before they went out. I mean, I remember uh, Ken Grissom when he wrote for the Houston Post back in the day? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. He uh he wrote a he wrote a big story about bananas on boats and everything and he was actually on a boat that sunk. And oh, uh, it had a stalk of bananas in it. Really? Yeah. He wrote oh, an article yeah. about it. Well I'll tell you what, oh uh oh Ron Elkins uh was telling me that uh he went offshore out of here one day and he ran out to that first rig and uh he said you couldn't keep a bait in the water, man. It was it was only, you know, snapper, uh, amberjack, everything. Right. I mean, he said, you just couldn't keep your bait in the water. He said, man, he ran back, and uh, he called one of his customers in Houston. He said, you got to get down here, man. It's on. <laughs> he said, it's unbelievable. And this, so his customer burned, just burned the highway up getting down to POC. And he got down here. They went out the next morning, same conditions. Everything was identical, tied, everything. They get out there, nothing. They couldn't give a bait away. Just uh. nothing. So about 9.30 or so, Ron said he, he got a little hungry. So he went over and he opened up one of the igloos, and there was a cluster of bananas in it. Oh, boy. And Ron said he grabbed that cluster of bananas, and he, he said, who brought these bananas on the boat? Boy, nobody would fess up, you know. And he said everybody looked just kind of dumbfounded, you know. He said, I said, who brought these bananas? And nobody would say a word. And uh, honest to God, he said he took that cluster of bananas and he, he slammed that lid of that cooler. And everybody had their lines overboard, you know. And he said he took that cluster of bananas, reared back, and threw that those bananas as far as he could throw them. When those bananas hit the water, everybody's lines went down. <laughs> everybody had a bite. What are everybody you boys chumming down. with today? <laughs> We're chumming with bananas. <laughs> yeah. He said, everybody hooked up. He said, it was uncanny. He says it was unbelievable. He said, from that instant, everybody started catching fish. But <laughs> until those bananas got off the boat, nobody caught a fish. That's funny. It was yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. yeah call know, it superstition. Call it what you want. But uh, I've heard too many stories about bananas on the boat. Oh, yeah. Well, I've got a decal on my windshield. With a, it's a banana with a slash through it. <laughs> you know, no bananas. <laughs> no bananas. <laughs> no bananas. <laughs> yeah. And uh, well, I, I have people go on the boat and they go, "Oh, what does this mean?" I said, "No bananas. You didn't bring a banana, did you?" And boy, they, some people look kind of sheepish. I said, "You did, didn't you?" And they go, "Well, <laughs> I said, you better get rid of it." Boy, the people that are with them go, "Get rid of that banana now, right now. Get rid of it." <laughs> oh yeah. No, you don't bring bananas on a boat. No way. Yeah, no way, Jose. But uh, that was funny. Yeah. Now, during these big offshore tournaments, boy, that's a no-no. You do not bring a banana on the boat. They'll throw you overboard for that. Mm-mm. Big time. But, uh, but anyway... We got the deer hunting out of the way. Now, uh, I guess turkey season's next. I guess that'll be the, the next thing coming up. Yeah. Turkey hunts. 
quail quail season ends at, at sunset tonight. Oh, does it? yeah, yeah. Blaine and him been having yeah. some good hunts. I talked to him yesterday, and uh, they're they're doing good. Yeah, a lot I saw. Of birds. Uh, I saw a um, four wheeler on a trailer. Oh, yesterday, dog boxes on the back. I said, "Well, I know where they're going." Yeah, they're going quail hunting. Yeah, but uh, we had a lot of quail at the ranch this year. Had a lot of quail. Yeah, you got the right amount of rain at the right time this year. Makes a difference, man. Oh yeah, you better know it. You better know it. And yeah, that, it uh, if you got the insects, you know the rains create that. You know grasshoppers and all that, and it's just a good food source for the quail, other than grain. Oh yeah, they thrive yeah. big time. We had those. Uh, we had those big callback boxes on the ranch too. Right. You know, uh, uh, I don't know if you uh, do. Y'all have those down there on Blaine's place? No, he doesn't. He doesn't no. use them. Okay. <clears throat> well, we had them there in uh, big callback boxes. You could, you know, just walk into them. Had doors on them and everything. And uh, we, uh, I told that ranch manager one day we were out there checking them, and I said, "You better be careful because uh, well, those rattlesnakes can go right in through those doors, those callback doors." Oh you know? yeah. Well, the quail go in and. Uh, and we we found some rattlers in there with him before, but uh, he eased up in one of those doors. He opened up that door real careful, like and he looked in there and he says, "Well, check this out." And he reached in there, pulled out about a six foot blue indigo. There you go. Rock. Yeah, big old blue indigo. In the food chain. He was just waiting on a young rattler to come in there, and he was going to eat him. That's right. That's exactly right. Wasn't his he first rodeo. Just- no. Mm-mm. Isn't that That's something? Right. Out Mother Speaking Nature. of rattlers, I think Blaine and them, uh, this past week, they killed about five big ones. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, they're, they're moving around. It's it's happening. Yeah, they had warmed up. The yes. snakes are out. Well, like yeah. I told you, you know, I don't, I don't open my front door without looking on the ground around my front door. I don't. No. Because... They'll, they'll climb these wooden steps, you know. Yes. You, you got to so, be on point. You do. You do. Always. You know, I've, I've killed one rattlesnake at my house, but it was called up right there next to my ice machine. Right. You know, underneath a bucket, you know. I have, uh, I, I know I've told you before, but I had a, uh, I've got a pallet, wooden pallet sitting there, and I'd, Turn my ice bucket so upside down on that pallet, and I, I lift up a ice bucket to sit in front of my ice machine. There was a rattlesnake underneath it, underneath that bucket. He crawled up underneath that bucket, and when I set the bucket down, I looked, I looked back, and he was coiled up underneath there, man, on top of that pallet. And uh, I usually usually leave, leave a twenty-two pistol with rat shot in it just for snakes and. I said, hmm. I said, well, that's a rattlesnake. Oh, well, you just stay right there. I got something for you. Yes. <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, you got to be on the, on your toes, man. You never know. Yeah. I was sitting in my living room watching TV about 7 o'clock at night, and I heard a shot, heard a couple of shots and next door. And, uh, man, I got up, and I looked out the front door, and, I saw some flashlights and everything, and I saw 
Uh-oh. Saw a guy pick up about a four-foot rattler next door. Yep, that's not good. At least it was next door, not not my house. But you never know. Well, when you live in the hood and you hear a couple of shots like that, you go to a room in the center of your house. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Especially at night. Yeah, and that's the truth. Yeah, you never know. (laughs) Never know what's going to happen. Yeah, like down there at the ranch, we... uh, We've had one instance, you know, with illegals down there. And uh, out in all these years, we've had one incident. And uh, uh, by the time they they get that far, they're they're picked up and gone. But uh, usually by are about two o'clock in the morning. Uh, there were just two of us down there filling feeders and stuff. And two o'clock in the morning, uh, the alarm went off in one of the trucks and. Uh, this uh, friend of ours, he came running out of his room with his pistol, and I came out of my room with my pistol, and uh, there were two of them running off. And uh, they tried to break into one of the trucks, tried to break into his truck. Well, he had a Ford, and uh, uh, not a King Ranch, but it was um, stepped down, I guess it was. But anyway, it had the keypad-type entry. Yeah, Lariat. Uh Uh-huh, it was Lariat, I guess it was. And uh, anyway, his alarm went off. And uh, anyway, I said, well, gosh, I, I better go look at my truck. So I looked at mine. I could see a handprint on the window where they looked in. They just had their hand up against the window looking in. And um, But they never tried to break in. I had my alarm on, but still, uh, they didn't try to break in or anything. But they were running off. But that's the only time I, I think we've ever had anybody try to break into our trucks there. But they yeah, had you know, the ranch trucks all around there. We leave the keys in them, you know, in right. the door. But they didn't want a ranch truck. They wanted something they could drive. Oh, no, they wanted something nice, man. <laughs> sure, exactly. They want something they can drive on the highway. Right. Yeah, Blaine said it slowed down a lot down there now. It's uh, the Border Patrol and all of them, all the game wardens they're all getting a getting a break right now really Hmm. yeah it's all moving toward california now Mm -hmm. yeah they're moving moving states over now (laughs) yeah the hole has Hmm. been closed well i fished uh i fished a a border patrol guy uh last year and uh unfortunately he told me that uh, he works He works down near McAllen, pretty close to McAllen. And uh, he told me there wasn't a day goes by that they don't pull a body out of the river, not one day. Yeah. So um, he said Unbelievable. It, was pretty, it was pretty bad. Yeah, it is. But, yeah. All right. Let me, sure. let me pop this break, and I'll be right back, bud. All right, Hang man. On. All right. All right. You're listening to the Outdoor Show. We'll be right back. Once was a thought inside my head Before I reached 30 I'd be dead But somehow on and on I could Good morning welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, 540 here in the Bayou City. All right, Liam, we're back, man. Yeah, boy. 
Well, I'll tell you what, with springtime, uh, like you said, those rattlesnakes will really be out. So I hope everybody that does plan on going uh, quail hunting or, uh, turkey, or uh, hunting. Not quail, turkey hunting, I hope everybody wears snake boots for sure. Huh. You know, man, I tell you what, they're they're bad during during turkey season. Yes, I guarantee that. Yeah, I uh, I experienced that. We had a we had a lease down out of Beeville. Man, we had a lot of turkeys on that place, and uh, but and, and the same thing. Going, we, there's a lot of snakes in that Beeville area too, because there's a lot of birds. Oh, you know, wherever you got a lot of birds, you're gonna have a lot of snakes. Oh, absolutely. And we had a lot of snakes, and <laughs> and the rattlesnakes we had were big. I mean, yes. we had a lot of big ones. I don't loggerheads. <laughs> oh, I don't think we killed one under five feet long. I mean, My they were all gosh. big, five or, five or six footers. You know, big ones. You know, the head big as your hand. You know, big. Oh yeah. Heads. Oh my goodness! I, I mean, about get slapped by one of those puppies. Boy, that hurt. Oh. Oh, he'd knock a knot on you, wouldn't he? Yeah, he <laughs> would. They hit hard too, buddy. Ooh, boy, howdy! I mean, I, I was walking uh, one one day, one afternoon. I was in a hurry because I was a little late getting to where I wanted to hunt turkeys, and I was hurrying down this trail, uh, cow trail, and um, I heard one buzzing. Man, I stopped, and and he came across the trail right in front of me, and he was a five footer, and I just blew his head off, and and I hung, laid him over a bush, and I figured I'll get him on my way back and skin him out. And I didn't go 30 yards, and there was a, one that was over six feet laying there. And he, Good he, was just laying there. he was laying there just buzzing, looking at me. And uh, I, I threw my turkey decoy down and <laughs> down at him. And, boy, he reared back and popped it twice. And, and I went, oh, my goodness. You know, I was trying to get a good shot at his head. I didn't want to ruin the hide. You know, I, was, I said, man, I want to skin that rascal. So I... Uh, I kept messing with him, threw my hat down, and he popped it twice. And, uh, man, he, everything I threw down, he hit it twice. And uh, finally, I man. got a good angle on him. I got him called up finally. He called up, and he reared up in the air. I bet he was he was reared up two feet in the air. Oh, he was a big old, big old rattler. Finally, I got a good angle on him, and I blew his head off. And, man, I grabbed that snake, and I, I went back and got that other one, and I headed back to camp. I said, the heck with this. I mean, man, these snakes are out. Them turkey the gonna have to wait. <laughs> you yeah, know, a lot of turkey, turkey hunters they they sit on the ground. You know. Oh yeah, I was gonna sit on the ground too, and uh, I said, no, no, these, these snakes are on the move, and uh, I think I'll just wait during the morning. So uh, I carried those snakes back, and my dad was with me at the camp, and he was standing there, standing there by the trailer, and. I, I walked out and I threw those big, two big old snakes up on the table, and his eyes got as big as saucers, you know. <laughs> and I threw them up on the table, and I said, "Heck, man! I said, the heck with this uh, turkey hunting. Mix me a drink, <laughs> you know." Well, that said, ain't no have, joke. Let's have a cocktail. Go back to the, go back to camp and pop a cork. <laughs> yeah, let's have a cocktail and talk about this. <laughs> have a cerveza or something, you know. Yeah. Good grief. I mean, man, that'll, that'll make the hair on the back of your neck stand up. Yeah. Big old rattlesnakes like that. Mm, mm. Yeah, you watch yeah, a lot of these videos that come out on YouTube and all that. I remember that one where a rattlesnake crawled up on a guy's leg while he's sitting on the ground hunting. And uh, how he could sit there that calm and video that, I'll never know. Oh, man. Must have ice water running through his veins. 
They must. They must. I, I, I don't know if I could do it. No, sir. You know, I've had them come close to me, but I don't know. But um, I've been around a lot of them, and they still make my hair on the back of my neck stand up. You know, I went to a deer stand, a ground blind, one morning, dark, trying to be as quiet as I could be. And when I got to that stand, the door was cracked open. Goodness. So whoever heard that stand did not close it completely. And I went, oh, this isn't good, you know. And and I just barely went to open that stand door. And, went, and I, as I was barely cracking it open, I, I, he started buzzing. One of them started buzzing inside that blind. One of them? Well, there was played. more than one? Yeah, Uh-oh. and, and I, uh, I, I think I'll just leave him with it. He can have this blind. <laughs> I'll, I'll go somewhere else and hunt. And I just eased away from that blind and went somewhere Man. else. Yeah, I didn't even turn the light on. I just said, no, I'll just let him have this blind. Yeah. Yeah, that's why, you know, away. when you get through hunting, that's why you close and lock all the windows and, and then just push that door shut and latch it just yeah. for that reason there well you keep the owls out and snakes critters you know whatever well we've got one blind uh one ground blind over in george west there that we got pretty good rattlesnake living under it you know yeah you, blaine had you, one like that at one of his ranches one time i wouldn't sit in it i tried sitting in it one afternoon that snake <laughs> kept buzzing it you talk about uncomfortable oh yeah well we kind of laughed about it. i was Telling customers, you know, I say, uh, just tap on this floor a little bit. You tap on it, he'd start buzzing under the floor. <laughs> oh boy! And I said, well, the only problem is when you open the door, you gotta you gotta be real careful. You gotta look, and make sure he's not coiled up right outside the door. You know? Yeah. But it, I think it was a pretty good size one. So you just gotta watch. Mm-hmm. Gotta be careful. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta be careful. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Just don't. Don't make him mad, you know. <laughs> but you figure, you know, the ground blinds are going to have mice underneath them. You know? Sure. And you know, snakes are going to be, be where the bait is, just like catching trout, wherever the food is, that's where they're going to be. That's right. That's exactly it. They're going to be after those mice. That's what makes me nervous in the mornings in the dark, you know, when we, we back trucks up to the grain trailer. You know, Blaine's got like a big old 18-wheeler, you know, piggyback there full of grain. You just back mm-hmm. your truck and feed her up to it and walk up those steps to get in there and start dumping sacks on those those barrel feeders. And, boy, you got to look on oh. the ground. Oh, yeah. Flashlight it out because, I mean, that's where all the rats and the mice are going to be and naturally the snakes, too. Better watch oh, yeah. out. Well, I had, to, I had to go out to uh, West Texas one time to look at a little plant, a little gas plant one time, and uh, – went out there by myself and they had a little operator one operator and a helper out there on that gas plant and uh, i was going out there looking at the equipment they were going to move it and uh, i went out there and that operator told me he said well be careful walking around that equipment because it's warm and as soon as that as soon as it starts getting daylight he said be real careful because all those rattlesnakes like to get up on that equipment <laughs> i uh-huh. said oh, you don't have to tell me twice and uh, sure enough man you had to be real careful because that equipment was warm, you know. And, right. And uh, it was pretty chilly out there. And, uh, boy, the, those rattlesnakes would get around that equipment, stay warm. Man, you had to be on your toes, I'll guarantee you. Make sure make sure that you, you weren't 
around one. Same thing happens with bulldozers and stuff around those ranches, you know. Well, I'll tell you what, those uh, those snakes get around that equipment. They get up on those bulldozers. Yes. It's crazy. You got to be you got to be careful. You know, but you know you never find them. You never see them when you're looking for them. You always see them when you're not looking for them. Exactly. It, all, it always happens that way. You know, Heart attack, you snake, surprise. Oh, it is. Kind of like it walking is. up on a covey of quail and flushing, you know, that surprise. Yeah. It, uh, oh, it is. I remember a story when I was a kid, my grandmother would tell us over and over again about when my dad was a little boy and they lived out in West Texas and my great-grandfather had come to stay with him for a week. <laughs> and they put him in this spare bedroom, and uh, he laid down to go to sleep one night, and he'd, he'd turn over or move in the bed, and a rattlesnake start buzzing under that bed. Oh, well, they yes. got up, and they, they, I don't even think they had electricity back then. And uh, they lit the lanterns, coal oil lamps or whatever, and they pulled a mattress off that bed, and there was about a five-footer stretched out in those box springs. You know, remember the old coil spring-like beds oh, yeah. back in the day? And oh, yeah. He said, I'm tired. i got to have some sleep. He he grabbed that uh, set of springs and then drug them through the house with that snake in him. He wouldn't come out, and they couldn't get him out of there. And he just threw it out in the front yard. <laughs> And threw his mattress on the floor and went to sleep. <laughs> my grandmother used to tell us that story over and over again. So it had to oh be my. true. It was the same every time. So, Oh, my goodness. Well, a friend of mine's uh, wife was uh, taking care of her uh, her uncle. He's like 90 years old. And uh, this was just oh, a couple of years ago. And uh, I forget where he lives. He just lives up north of Houston somewhere. And uh, she pulled up to his house, and the front door was open on his house. And so she uh, pulled up there. She didn't think anything of it yet. She was taking care of his dog, too, a little little dog, a little Jack Russell. So she uh, got the dog, and she walked up there, and she said she walked in the front door, and her, and her uncle was sitting in a chair, had a big uh, recliner. And uh, she said, what are you doing with the front door open? And he was just staring. He said, there's a snake in the house. And she said, a snake? He said, yeah, a snake just came in the house. And she said, well, where is it? And he said, well, it's behind that cabinet right there. And uh, that Chester drawers or whatever. She said, well, let me take the dog outside. So she took the dog out, put it back in the car, came back in. She said uh, she she moved this Chester drawer. She slid aside. It was a copperhead. Oh, in boy. The house. In the house. Not good. Yeah. No, not good at all. Maybe <laughs> you're sitting there in his chair. He said, "There's a snake in the house." <laughs> so he, he had the door open. What? What? He watch the snake come in the door. Yeah, yeah. He watched it crawl in, in the house. Oh boy, he wasn't really concerned about it, but you know, he he knew they'd kill it. But he, he was just warning her. There's a snake in the house. <laughs> oh, oh my oh, goodness! Oh. You know. Older people, they they didn't get real worried about stuff like that. No, they didn't. That, uh, you know, I know guys that'll just walk over and pick one of them up and sling it out of the way. Uh, oh not me. That, uh, no, no. Uh, not me either. No, you go to those rattlesnake roundups, boy. It just drives you crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I went to that um, 
the trophy to the Texas Trophy Owners Association show, and they have they always bring in those rattlesnakes. You know, they have that one deal with all the rattlesnakes. Right. Oh my goodness! Oh, I just kind of walked by it and kind of stayed clear of it. Oh my goodness! And they're not. And they there's no way to. They're not tame snakes by any means. No, they're not. No, they're not. <laughs> a snake no is a snake. No guy walking around in there. Walking around in there, you know. Of course, they got snake boots on, but hey, let me tell you something. Those boots aren't tall enough. <laughs> I guarantee you. No, not for si- the size of some of those snakes in there, because I know people had been hit in the thigh, you know, above their knee. Oh, oh yeah, <clears throat> oh yeah. No, I don't want to have any part of that. No thanks. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, my boots are are tall, but they're not not tall, tall enough. enough. No. A lot of those old hands, you know, down in South Texas, they wear snake chaps, you know, from the hips yeah. down. Exactly. Yeah. If um, if I'm quail hunting, that's what I wear. That's chaps. exactly what I wear. For two reasons. I mean, for the snakes and for the brush. And for the brush, you know, the well, in some years, the cucklebars are so bad, you can't even walk through that stuff, man. Right, right. you got to have and, chaps. Uh, but I wear those chaps, and... Uh, but it, it sure saves your genes and whatever. But you know how you get through hunting and you come back in. If you don't have those chaps on, you'll have those big old thorns stuck in your legs. And, uh-huh. Oh, my goodness. And they fester up. After several days, you'll have sores, you know. So you gotta you got to wear chaps. There's no doubt about it. I mean, I've, I've pulled thorns out of my legs days later. You know, you just got to do it. You got to wear chaps. That's all there is to it. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I think I told you, you know, we were always talking about the cat claw. I had a kid uh, hunting with me here the other day and, and down there, George West, and he said, man, y'all are always talking about that cat claw. He said, he said, uh, show me what cat claw is. And so I pointed <laughs> some out. And I said, that's, that's cat claw right there. I said, just lean over on that cat claw, put your arm out there and kind of touch it with your, with your sl- uh, shirt sleeve. And boy, he touched it. and He just grabs him, you know, yeah. grabs his sleeve like Velcro, said, man. Oh, it is like Velcro. And I said, "See, see what I told you." He said, "Oh my goodness, <laughs> he said, that's unreal." I said, "Yeah." I said, "You come out of that brush without long sleeves on, you'll be bleeding all over." Guarantee Jumping you. cactus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guarantee you. Yeah. Well, you know, I had one yeah. in my face for a long time. It was kind of on my right cheek, and when I'd shave, it would it would hurt. And uh, I got to looking around, and and I had my wife get a magnifying glass, and it was a little little piece of cactus. It was in my face. It never would fester up or anything, and she barely got the tweezers on it and pulled it out, and it was about you know quarter inch long. It went. I guess mm-hmm. it, you know, going through that brush down there, you just don't know. And that's uh, right. That was weird. I said, man, that, that's had to have been in there for two months now since the last mm-hmm. time I was in th- South Texas. Didn't even know it was in there. Except, you know, when but, I'd shave, I'd feel it when I put pressure right there. Crazy. Yeah. yeah it, it's Some bad stuff, yeah. man. All right, Lynn. Oh, well, hey, buddy. I'm glad you're doing better, getting over that old crud. If uh, somebody wants to call you about coming down and fishing with you this year, how they get a hold of you in Port O'Connor? Yes, sir. They give me 361 935 6833. All right, buddy. Well, Lynn, you have a good Sunday, and uh, I'll talk to you next week. Get well, man. Oh, man, I'm getting there. I'm getting there over the crud. Some bad stuff. All right, dude. Oh, 
I know a lot of people had it. I guarantee. I, I, I know. I know people that have. Uh, I don't know. They've had it going on three weeks, and they've been taking antibiotics and Z packs and everything else, and just can't shake it. It's oh terrible. Goodness. Well, yeah. I'm a lot better than that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it affects everybody different, I guess. All right, All bud. Right. All right, man. Good well, you take care. All right, that's Captain Lynn Smith down in Port O'Connor. All right, we're coming up on our top of the hour. We're going to open the phone lines up, so uh, from 6 o'clock on, give us a call. We'd love to hear from you up here, 713-572-4610. You're listening to The Outdoor Show. We'll be right back. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 